1: MMA indeed, and there's lots of MMA to get excited for tomorrow. A dual preview show here on MMAfighting.com. Of course, you got Bellator 263, the highly anticipated finale of the featherweight Grand Prix that has been going on for around two years or so. Patricio Pitbull defends his featherweight title against AJ McKee in the main event in Inglewood, California. A million bucks on the line, and then over in Las Vegas, not that far away, in the nearly empty ufc apex a middleweight boat between uriah hall and sean strickland will headline the ufc's offering we have a lot to discuss here as we welcome you to this dual preview show here on mafighting.com i will tell you i have no idea who's on this with me because i we just hit record i jumped on the page a few minutes late i heard ak's voice so we'll introduce ak hello, hello ak
2: i am here I'm here. Yes, I was here. I was here for the weigh-ins today, and I am back, people. I'm back and right of fire away. Double barrel Bellator UFC. Let's go.
1: That's right. Is Jose here? Yep. Jose is here. Hello, Jose. Are you, uh, are you surprised the Red Sox made, like, one minor move today? <sighs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. There you go. <laughs> and, of course, <laughs> on the ones and twos... The man who is representing MMA fighting in Inglewood, California, at Bellator 263 all week long, Mr. Casey Lyon. How are you, Casey? How was the? Uh, how would you describe the? Oh God, the ambiance in uh in the fabulous Forum.
3: It's great. It's fun. It's good. I saw. Got to see Marzano talk to him. Talk to him a little bit. Talk some pro wrestling with him you know it was good Talked to gareth davies you know and so it was good i saw i saw a little kerfuffle at the way in i mean at the uh, press conference and it was good times back in the groove of things gonna be a big a big g- show tomorrow yeah so we're good everything's fun are you
1: wearing are you wearing a gremlins 2 yeah long sleeve tee nice yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: well played you always new, come out with a, a new batch a new money batch. shirts New patch. There you go. Where Where do you gentlemen want? Where where we start? We're going to start with Bellator, right? Since that's yeah. yeah. Why don't we start with Bellator? I mean, it's a real card. (laughs) (laughs) card. Listen, the UFC is whatever's left of this UFC card is is a card. But there is no comparison here. There is no. If you can only watch one, what are you watching? Because the answer is going to be Bellator. Bellator two sixty three, Patricio Pitbull versus AJ McKee. Jose. I mean, we are both longtime pro wrestling fans, and oftentimes. MMA falls short in build-ups and things working out the way they're supposed to, but in this case, it took a couple of years to get here, but here we are. Everything we all wanted, the promotion, the fans, the media, we got the fight we wanted. I think the build has been tremendous, so we are a little over 24 hours away from this fight actually happening. How excited are you for this now that it's we're knocking on the door of it? Oh, I'm very excited. The fact that this is the finals of the Grand Prix is
4: what – to put into pro wrestling terms, imagine if the brawl for all worked out and it wasn't Bart Gunn that fun. <laughs> this is what this is what Bellator wanted. This didn't backfire on them. No one got hurt. If anything, the pandemic affected everyone in the world negatively, but it helped Bellator out because remember AJ McKee had that knee injury. The fact that this all these fights were postponed, let him get healthy and now we're here with what I think is the biggest fight in Bellator history in the main event for a million dollars for the belt for the two uh, homegrown talents essentially, so yeah, 10 out of 10 main event all around, I said for a long time this is one of my three fights to watch for of the entire summer, not just the UFC, I always like to include this because I know there are people out there that just watch the UFC, I don't know, I have yet to meet anyone that just watches Bellator, I'm curious if those people exist, but of course there's a lot of people that only watch the UFC so I've been waving this flag for quite a bit so yeah very excited uh last week was an 11 out of 10 main event this is an 11 out of 10 main event in bellator so back-to-back fight weeks uh with two different promotions with absolutely stellar main events
1: where are you, where's your head at ak are, are, is your excitement level at the same levels as jose right now or are you are, like how would you describe how you're feeling a day away from this exactly big fight
2: exactly equal I've calibrated my excitement levels to be the same as Jose's. When it ebbs, mine ebbs. When it rises, mine rises. It, it's our excitement levels are right here. Uh, he's right though. You know, we got exactly the final you would want. Uh, I'm just looking at the tournament bracket now. Though it's like, there, there's actually like so many. I feel like there's a lot of good outcomes they could have had. I feel like what was great about this tournament was yes, we all wanted Pitbull and, and McKee to fight. They were going to fight someday anyway. But how great, how cool would it have been? For them to be the guys to come through the tournament, but like I, I'm, I thought Water Chaletta could have been a spoiler early on. Um, I thought AJ had a pretty good route, but I mean, Darren Caldwell, former champion, Adam Boritz, I thought was going to beat Caldwell actually. So that's a guy who I thought was going to shake things up. Uh, uh, Emmanuel Sanchez was in there. It was just, it, it's you had it, it was such a well stacked, well thought out um tournament from beginning to end and uh, yes and they got they got the ending they wanted but I also feel like a lot of guys got to shine a lot of guys benefited just from being associated with the tournament so it, it was awesome there was a lot of a lot of whinging at the beginning um, people saying like oh how long is this tournament going to take and, and I think it shows that Beltor had the right idea doing the field the way they did the selection process was awesome when they did the uh, you know guys get to pick who they fight in the next round oh please other please Bellator keep doing that for future Grand Prix. And if the UFC ever does a tournament or if any other promotions do tournaments, do stuff like that. So there was so much good. And I I hope there's a way sort of to conveniently go back and watch – kind of watch some of the highlights and just how how this tournament was constructed because it was just – it's just an amazing example of how to do it.
1: Casey, what have you made of Patricio Pitbull's demeanor over the last 48 hours? Because obviously he's a pretty intense guy. The guy's got an incredible resume. He's a two-division champion. Very confident heading into this fight. But we've seen like the look in his eye since the kerfuffle, if you will, at the press conference. We saw it at the weigh-ins, at at the final stare down. I mean, that man didn't even blink. He is laser focused on tomorrow. He wants to hurt AJ McKee. Have you noticed that as well? Like, did you notice that in the arena? Like his demeanor is just seems to be in a different place over these last, you know, 24 hours or so compared to what it had been in in the previous several weeks heading into this fight.
3: Pitbull just looks like he is I'm sure if you're close to him, like your you know his family, his best friends, he's a fun guy to hang out with. But man, he's just he he he's intimidating. That's all. I was just saying. I, I, if I just like I can't. He's not a fighter. I want to walk up to and just go, Hey, how you doing, man? How's your how's your wake up going? You have a good training camp. It just he'll just give me that look. You know, like yeah, whatever. And um, that's, that's what I love about him. Like like i was talking to esther about this you know oh you know is is you no know, is Pit, is um mckee and pitbull's head and whatever you know is he gonna fight more emotional is that a good thing or a bad thing it's like i just think i think pitbull is so dang experienced that um i don't think it matters i think i think this is just he, he's just he's just a just a high level prize fighter and and when it's it's when it's fight week he's just he just has his, you know. He has that look in his eyes, and uh, he's just a scary dude. And um, I mean, I know AJ McKee is a—he's a confident dude, man. But like, I just can't wait when they actually face off and actually start throwing punches at each other because I honestly just don't know what's going to happen, and um, that's very exciting. I love this fight.
1: <laughs> Jose, we talked about this on between the links. Like, what's better for business if Patricio Pitbull wins or if AJ McKee wins? And I think it's pretty much unanimous that. AJ McKee winning is better for business because it opens a lot more doors. We get fresh matchups. You could do the rematch with Pitbull, maybe even set up a trilogy down the line, depending on how the second fight goes. And I know the way you think we have to see the first fight play out first, but if Patricio Pitbull wins this fight on Saturday, like what else is there for him to do in Bellator? Like I know there's different contenders at 155. He hasn't fought yet. The the lightweight division looks vastly different than it did two years ago before this featherweight Grand Prix starts. But like, what other challenges awaits this man at this point if he beats AJ McKee? If he beats AJ McKee, then what they might what a lightweight Grand
4: Prix Like have they done a 155 Grand Prix? they've done pretty much every other weight class. So uh, from one Grand Prix right into another like we said a million times you can't argue with the tournament. so let's just take take out all this hypothetical matchmaking out of the equation toss him in and out of the tournament because then like 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 would Pedro Carvalho ever have fought in Patricio Pitbull at that point in his career unless they were in a tournament probably not uh so but the fact that you, he, they did it was just another highlight real finish for Patricio and his aura only grew more uh sometimes you need those kind of fights so uh once this light heavyweight well first of all let Patricio Pitbull take some time off he he had that like because let's not forget he weighed in and faced off uh to fight Pedro Carvalho and then the fight was canceled like what five hours later they didn't even get yeah. to fight and they had to wait like a whole year before they got to fight they, they actually got to fight in that empty arena uh so let's a wait to see how the world looks because there's a lot of new variants to this virus that's happening right now so if they can't have crowds and so on and so forth in certain uh demo- in certain markets then that might change a lot of uh plans because uh, isn't isn't Bellator supposed to go to London right now? That might not happen in October if I if I'm remembering that that timetable correctly. So uh, first, give of Pitball some time off. Maybe the lightweight or featherweight uh, uh, title picture kind of corrects itself, or just throw him into another tournament, and then we could take all this hypothetical uh, matchmaking onto the next one out of the equation, and have him fight next man up, next man
1: up, next man up. <laughs> A.K., okay, how important is it for Bellator for this event to just be phenomenal? Like, it has to be really, really good, right? They have a big opportunity. They have the chance. I mean, they've t- they're taking a lot of eyeballs. There's no doubt about it. The UFC's card is, is a card. It's the go-home show for UFC 265. But okay, main event. It's interesting, but it's not a fight that you would typically see on a UFC card as the main event. So how important is this? is tomorrow night for Bellator not just because of this fight delivering but you know some of these prospects are trying to build up like how important is it for Bellator to just put on a knockdown drag out show
2: tomorrow uh, first off, tip of the cap to Jose for plugging onto the next one, our matchmaking show. Jose, I really appreciate that. Everyone comes out Sundays <laughs> after cards. Sunday after cards, check out that. are your fine podcast are listening to. Uh, it's very it's super important. I mean, I don't know if you guys if anyone's been paying attention to uh Bell Tours sort of Twitter account or the social media. They have been retweeting and tweeting every single little thing that has been written about this matchup, and understandably so. It's the it's the biggest fight again in, in history there and there's names on the card that they're also building to the future um, and also like so there's like you said there's a there's a trickle down effect here where yes the main event is the obvious attraction but there's so many other guys that could be major players. Um, I'm, I love that they brought in Mads Brunel. I think he's such an exciting fighter, amazing mm-hmm. submission fighter. Uh, Usman Nurmagomedov, Islam Mamadov. If you just go up and down, Vanessa Porto is someone who st- should be competing for that flyweight title eventually. Um, uh, uh, Kaisan, Magomed Sharipov, the brother of Zabit. It's it's a lot of showcase potential. Um, how many like amazing back and forth wars are there going to be? I'm not sure. That's that's a different. That's you know that's a whole different question. But showcase potentials here to, to make stars we kind of saw this mike with uh bkfc 19 w- uh, it was 19 right the, the one you just covered right yes taylor starling and uh is, is just and britain Hart and britain Hart already was the was the talk of the town after the for the page van zandt fight but her and taylor starling came out of and maybe even rachel ostovich came out of that card like a million bucks was there a classic fight in that card like i i don't know maybe, but there was a lot of star power and this Bell bellator card has kind of the same potential i'm not saying it's going to make anyone a, a household name overnight but just being associated with this card this what this huge fight that we have been building up for so long the bellator has been giving its just due it, it can do a lot for everyone so it, it, it does have to deliver i think i think even if it's if the main main event delivers the card will be remembered but it won't be kind of the create this kind of sea change that i think bellator is hoping for a little bit i, I have to ask you guys because in canada uh, Bellator doesn't have a cable deal right now with any network. So we get everything for free on YouTube. So it's super convenient for us to watch Bellator. Uh, I know a lot of people that's are, are actually kind of excited. They don't have a TV deal yet. You guys have it on Showtime in the U S what's the, um, what's the reach of Showtime in the U S is it like, is it in everybody's household? I have no idea. I have no idea. For, uh, it's how, a, how,
3: nope. Um, so. It's probably, it's the second biggest premium cable network. It's like, it's like, H, like okay. HBO. Um, and in terms of sports, like, HBO doesn't even do boxing anymore, so Showtime Boxing has taken that over, and Showtime Boxing is doing great. Um, mm-hmm. I think Showtime is hoping that Showtime MMA, Showtime Bellator will eventually kind of be in that same level as the Showtime Boxing series. Like, uh, sure. like, like Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley, that's a show, a Showtime Boxing. Um, Woodley, uh, I'm sorry, not Woodley, uh, Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul, that was all Showtime Boxing. So that's it's all under oh. Showtime, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I I like what Showtime has done with the product from a production standpoint. Like it just being on Showtime just makes it feel bigger. I, I feel like some of the promos they've done makes it feel bigger. Uh, just like the overall introduction of Bellator to Showtime, like that first promotional package heading into that first main card, you know, kind of the throwback mm-hmm. to show uh, to to force was amazing. And I think they're 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 doing what they can to to try to make this as big as possible. So
3: oh, real quick, uh, a, a kind of a yeah. forgotten aspect about this whole card is this is the first time Bellator is going to have a full crowd in the forum. So this is a big deal. So we're going to have this apex card with like four fans or whatever. And then we're going to, we should have, and it's going to, it's, when I looked at ticket sales, I mean, it seems like it's going to be a pretty good house, um, full of fans, house full of fans, whatever. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's that's a phrase. That's right. Okay. Other words. it's a pretty, it should be a pretty full house, um, coming Saturday night and, if it's a hot crowd, which I feel usually the forum is usually for Bellator cards, um, that's gonna really give it that big event feel, and I think that's what's important for Bellator t- tomorrow night. Not necessarily the outcome of the fights, but more that it's, it needs to feel big. It needs to feel like this is the sporting event that you need to watch Saturday night. That's what I think is the most important thing for Bellator to come across.
2: Yeah, it, it really Another, does make a difference. Yeah, we, we've we've kind of joked about like, oh man, some of those, you know, the UFC Apex shows are refreshing, and um, but if we saw with like uh, it like pro wrestling, you've seen like kind of pro wrestling shows now that have a crowd now compared to how they were to the pandemic, the energy is so different, and it goes from feeling very uh, low rent and carny. I mean, which it always will be pro wrestling, but to again feel like this very real thing when you tune in your TV and see all these people screaming, so hopefully we get the same effect uh you're right with with bellator 263 on saturday um because that 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 will be really exciting for people um maybe who haven't watched bellator in a long time to come back and be like wow this is this is a big deal and uh, and mike i, I want to say one thing about them being on showtime dare you uh, like suggest that it's more prestigious than on uh, paramount network i i miss seeing the same commercial for bar rescue uh every friggin' time and or tattoo wars that that to me says uh, big fight feel so i i don't appreciate that little <laughs> swipe at paramount network
1: and cops don't forget about cops
2: it was perfect yes,
1: oh, let the cops what perfectly a
2: that's why cops had great lead in, ratings. lead in and lead out
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll go we'll, we'll go to pick on the main event in a minute casey but one of the big points of contention on, on btl yesterday was this card as a whole especially the main card like did bellator book this card correctly i mean the main event is great all eye, eyeballs are on it but there there are arguments that i mean look i, I like the sanchez Burnell fight i think it's a good scrap premise mom is is interesting normaga is a heavy favorite for a reason against manny murrow goichi yamauchi versus chris gonzalez is is a nice fight you get the prospect versus the veteran so do you feel like do you feel like the main card was constructed right or should they have tried to stack the deck a little more for me, for you, Casey. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, What's
3: your guy? Uh, selfishly, yeah, I want I want one more kind of big name fight on here. Like, a, I don't know, I can name like I, L- Lorenz Larkin versus whoever. The I'm, I'm I'm missing a name. I can't think of it. But I feel like it's missing one more a good co-main event with more of an established name. But I understand what they're doing here. There's it's a million dollar check there, there's a lot of money that's got to be paid out for these fighters, especially um, winning the tournament so you no know, it's just the finances I get it and but this is going to be if you if you see Bellator and Showtime really pushes that this is could be like all your next big stars, which I feel like with all these like this kind of Russian invasion on this card, if it really pay, plays out the way it could go, it could be very big for Bellator it could kind of it could be a bust too. But um originally, you no, know, when they had booked when they had um Magomed Magomedov, I was super looking forward to that fight, so that's a big bummer. But but even if he was on that card, like still he still isn't like a name. It's just more of like the hardcore even hardcore of hardcore fans who are interested in him. But um yeah. Selfishly I, w- I wish I had one more fight, but it's a main event card. It's a it's a one fight it's a it's truly a one fight card. And that's okay. That's okay. It's just um I mean UFC is doing that next week, you know kind of a what i know well they're like their are connor cards they're kind of like if connor fell out of that dustin fight you know then it's not really a pay-per-view you know so they're it's risky doing a one fight card but um i think this one's okay
1: all right we got patricio pitbull minus 115 favorite comeback on agent McKee is minus 105 so it's basically a flip of the coin here oh, jose wow. who walks out of the forum with a million bucks and the bellator featherweight title tomorrow night
4: uh, I've said it a million times, so I'll say it again. Anytime you have a coin flip fight, which I think we all agree this is a coin flip fight, the weight of the belt is the one that tilts the scale towards one specific, one, one specific fighter. So, Patricio Pitbull has looked pretty unbeatable at 145. AJ McKee has been unbeatable at 145. I don't know. It's This is like like Katie said. I have absolutely Man, no idea what's going to happen with this fight. It is the – every I, same thing as last week. I had absolutely no idea what was going to happen in this fight, and I just looked for the little things like Corey Sandhagen was more active than TJ Dillashaw, so I picked Corey Sandhagen to win, and that fight was razor thin, and TJ Dillashaw won. So for all we know, this, the, we could have another very close fight, um, but the weight of the belt is what tips the scales for me. So I'm going to say Patricio Pitbull. Not going to pick a, pick away because I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. And to answer your previous question, Bellator should have done a lot better with this card. They just put the rest of the Featherweight Grand Prix minus Juan Archuleta on this card. Just fill it up with Featherweights. You know, they kicked it off like that, right? Wasn't like Patricia Pippa and Archuleta was the co main event? It's like Musashi Machida, right? And then the rest of the featherweights were on that card. Should have closed it out that way too. Would have been fun to have like Boric and uh, Corral, or Corrales 135 or yeah. could have done like, you know, all the 145ers on the main card. And then I think Jed said it yesterday. The, the main card is fun, but it's more of a prelim card. But So I wish they loaded it up with the rest of the featherweights. Go out with a bang. Finish the tournament with everyone. When is that?
1: Yeah, because they're doing a, a number one contender fight. Oh, that's the South Dakota card on yeah. August twentieth. Right, Adam, with Adam both, versus right? J.J. Wilson is yeah. a number one contender fight. But not why? On <laughs> why is that in
4: South Dakota? It's like putting James Gallagher in South Dakota. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Like, imagine, like, this card that we have tomorrow. Imagine if Boric and JJ was the co-main event. No more contender. You could have the stare down at the end if that's what they want to do. Would have been a fun time all around, but that makes too much sense.
3: I feel yeah. like we have this it's conversation a lot, like, even if UFC cards, you know, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, why isn't this card, but you know? Bellator,
4: but- Bellator has, been like, like in, the, in, the, in the quarantine, like, or the pandemic era, I feel like all of Bellator cards have been one-fight cards. There's never been, like, outside of that Musashi Machida card, like, there's never really been, like, whoa, this card is like six good fights on it.
1: What? Well, I mean, that card that was I, headlined by Pettis and Archuleta was pretty loaded. That was a pretty good card. That yeah, that was a good card. I mean, and they lost Romero.
4: Was that their first Showtime card? The mm, Romero. No.
1: Johnson. No. No. The second one. Yeah. Yeah, that fight card ruled. That was, yeah, that was a really good one. Losing Romero again. kind of sucked, but it's still really good. Uh, AK, your, your thoughts. Who, who gets it done tomorrow night?
2: I'm uh, classically one of the slowest to uh, get get on, like, t- to talk as a human being, obviously. First. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, I'm typically one of the... Like, I, you, when I get excited, you guys know I can talk too fast. I'm typically one of the slowest to kind of jump on to the next thing that's coming along. I usually stick with champions, and that's not going to be the case here. I, I am picking AJ McKee Win. He's the future. He's the present, whatever cliche you want to use. He's done a... a I was kind of slow I was actually slow getting the AJ McKee bandwagon for the longest time and Beltor uh, built him up the right way man gave him the right opponents the right time they, they, they knew uh, clearly very in touch with him in his camp and how how he's coming along you could not build a prospect a contender a future champion better than they have done with AJ McKee it's such a beautiful story and I think it and I think it it, it comes to a head on Saturday and, 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 I'll tell you, and I'll go big with this prediction too I think McKee's going to finish him. I think he becomes the first fighter to actually finish uh Pitbull outside of outside of an injury or the freak injury he had. I think he finishes him and he finishes him in such a way in like round 1 or round 2 that uh that it doesn't hurt Pitbull. It'll be it'll be like a like it could be like a strike that'll not out of nowhere. But it'll be like a very sudden thing. Sudden thing, definitive stoppage, but enough for us to kind of wonder did Pitbull, you know, did he just get caught and uh, we need to see these guys run it back whether it's for the lightweight title or immediate rematch at featherweight. So I think it'll be McKee with the win, and I think it'll be a really, really good moment for Bellator, both because of McKee ascending to the top and it will continue this will be the, the continuation, not the ending of this feud with with Pitbull.
1: Casey
3: This fight is so difficult to figure out because like in my mind I can't see either guy they've 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 been so dominant for so long and i know aj hasn't had the same level of competition but the people they put in front of him he just he just walks right through them like nothing the darren caldwell was like one of the most impressive submission wins and dominating wins i've i've seen recent memory um man I think Pitbull is going to do it. I think Pitbull is going to get a he's going to he's going to clip I think he's going to clip AJ. And but it's but I think it's going to be like what I think kind of the same thing what AK said. I think it's going to be a loss, a bad loss for McKee where he's going to get knocked out and get clipped or something. But it's going to be one of those like you know what though in a year, a year and a half AJ can win this. So I just think it's I don't want to say it's too early for AJ McKee, but I just think Pitbull is that good right now and that experienced in big fights. And uh, I just I can't I can't go against the experience of Pitbull and um, just and just him just being consistent and just uh, him just being in his athletic and fighting prime right now. And um, yeah, but man, I just but then I'm, but I try to envision that I can't I can't I can't see AJ McKee just like ugh, just but. I don't know. It's gonna be I, I, I'm I'm hoping it's a close fight, but I feel like it's not gonna be. I feel like it's gonna be one way traffic. Even though I'm so excited for it, I, I just think it's gonna be one way traffic once that one fighter gets the edge on the other guy. But um I'm hoping for a great
1: fight. <laughs> I I think Pitbull's gonna win and I think it's he's gonna do it I don't know if convincingly is the word, but I think I think McKee's gonna have a really strong start in this fight. I think he's going to – it's going to – this is going to be reminiscent to like Patchy Mix versus Juan Archuleta. It's going to be something like that where like McKee will come out early, establish a lead, and then just the overall experience of Pitbull is just going to shine through. Championship rounds, you know, just being in that fire. Like I think he's been there before. I just think he has more ways to win this fight. I just think he's he's seen it all. He done. He's done it all. And, you know, it's such a cliched thing in MMA that there's levels to this game. And I'm not saying AJ McKee isn't a high level fighter, but I don't know. And, and until I see AJ McKee beat a guy like Patricia Pipple, I just I'm not confident saying that he can. I just don't know. Like Darren Coll is a good fighter. But we saw against Leandro Higo, he's not the same guy he was a couple of years back when he was on the on this road to becoming a two division champion. He's just not the same guy. Patricia Pipple is that dude. He is that guy. So while Jed Mashew went on BTL and said that he Patricia Pipple was just gonna wipe the floor with him. I don't know if that's the case, but I think when this fight is over, it's gonna be pretty clear that Patricia Pipple's the better fighter. Uh so he gets it done. I'll say he wins by decision. I think McKee will make it to the final bell, but I think when it's over, there'll be no doubt that Pitbull won the fight.
2: Mike, can I ask? Can I ask how uh, you guys how high? I, oh, I want to plug, of course, our global rankings. This will be the number three uh, featherweight in the MMAfighting.com global rankings of uh, Patricia Pitbull, and the number six featherweight in AJ McKee. Uh, guys, if AJ McKee wins, how high does he go? How high do you think he goes in in your rankings? Number Ooh. one. Because I, no. I, I assume some. Are you crazy? Oh, no, none of us. Okay, I th- No, I'm just checking. None- okay, so none of us had Pitbull number one. Okay, but
3: I, I, I have, uh, pit, I have Pitbull at the highest. I have
2: Pitbull at number two. Okay. Um, where so does AJ J- go? AJ has where, Pitbull where? at number three. So, okay. Where does AJ go if he beats him?
3: If three. it's a, if it's a dominant victory, oh, yeah. like, well, either actually any victory, crap. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I would, I would put if AJ can roll through Pitbull yeah i would have him in my list the uh, second best featherweight in the world it's to me it's, a, it's wow. impossible to be i have max holloway number one it's just going to be there's nothing they can do because they they just wow. they're not fighting each other so i just can't put anyone over max right now uh, right. In my rankings but yeah if um aj does it at the age of 20 is he 22 how old is he 23 24 whatever he is He's 7 was isn't he? Oh, oh, is that old? I'm sorry.
2: Still no but old. Old, yeah. <laughs> How old is he? How old is he
3: actually? I got to see. 26. 26. 26.
1: Just turned 26. Okay, 26.
3: Sorry, you not that I think he started. Yeah. Um, at the age of 26, um, and I still think he's a couple years from that prime. Um, yeah, AJ McKee, if he does it this Saturday, yeah, he's he's the second best featherweight in the entire
2: world. Wow, he would bump the UFC champion down to third. Dana White is not going to be happy about that, uh, Casey. That right? I, I don't think Dana White would would approve of this of this okay. ranking. Oh no! How dare you! <laughs> How
3: dare you me? know what? I was at the forum today at the weigh-ins, and when I was leaving, I'm walking down the hallway, and I was like, "Oh, this is the hallway that Dana White literally pulled my credentials from me." It's oh. like, "Oh, <laughs> I love that place." <laughs> Jesus. Hey, you brought Dana White up, man. I didn't bring
1: it up. Uh,
2: no, yeah. you're right. Know, that was on me.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. AK. Yeah, I think put <laughs> put him at three or four is probably where I would put him. I think Volkanovski and Holloway are still ahead of him, no matter like at this point. But still, being number three on that list in that yeah. division is pretty damn good.
3: Yeah, yeah. Being be, being number three on anyone's list outside the
2: UFC is it's pretty incredible.
3: <laughs> well, no, yeah. And not to mention, I, I
2: I would I like. If you put Pitbull or AJ in there with either Volkanovski or Holloway, I would expect a competitive fight. Of like course. That's the level yeah. these guys are at now. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, there's nothing tells me, oh, Volkanovski or Holloway would kill either of these guys. Like, no, no, man. No, no. no, no. Not competitive it's, no. it's a competitive fight. <laughs> it's a competitive fight.
1: All right, so that is Bellator. We'll go to questions if you guys want to talk Bellator in a few minutes. But UFC Vegas 33 is also going down tomorrow. We are down to 11 fights. We lost two what? more fights today. I, uh, we <laughs> lost Nico Montano <laughs> versus Yanan Wu because Nico Montano missed weight by seven pounds for a bantamweight fight. Uh, Real quick, was that AKA, did, okay.
3: did, the, did the commission cancel it or did the uh, did, did her opponent not accept the fight? Just
1: out of curiosity. Oh, yeah. I think, I don't think the commission would allow that fight is it to commissioning? happen. Okay. I'm just wondering. Yeah. Um, so that fight's off. We also found out that Ronnie Lawrence versus Trevin Jones is off as well. Uh, Ronnie Lawrence, from what I was told uh, via his manager, Matt Weibel, from, from first-round management, Ronnie stepped on the scale in his room, made weight, was on his way down to weigh in, and his whole body just started cramping to the point where he couldn't walk anymore. Uh, so he's sent to the hospital he's he's doing better and that's why that fight is no longer happening so uh wish the best for him trevin jones what a string of bad luck it has been for this guy it's just been crazy like different opponents different shuffle ups just his ufc career has been very interesting thus far in 2021 uh from the timor valley of win to getting the the, the win overturned to a no contest because of marijuana which is now okay in nevada it's just just a wild run, so hopefully he gets rebooked sooner rather than later, and we can see him fight because second-round Trevin Jones is a bad, bad man. So we're down to 11 fights. Let's start with this main event. We got Uriah Hall versus Sean Strickland. Good matchup. I think it's it's a fine fight. It's the fight that should be made at this point, especially after what happened with Uriah Hall versus Chris Weidman. Hall wanted to get back on the horse quickly, and he gets Sean Strickland in a main event spot, so... Where would you gauge your excitement levels for this fight, Jose? Uriah Hall versus Sean Strickland. Five potential rounds of middleweight action.
4: Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10. 6? 7? Like, I like Uriah Hall, wow, the fighter. Seven. He's not a very... Uh, I mean... No, that's not fair. He's been a lot better with the media in, in recent uh, memory. His, your interview with him was one of the better ones that I've I've just interviewed in general about the uh, mental health of fighters. So uh, the fact that he has been one of the proponents of mental health uh, in the world of combat sports. And as everyone knows, that seems to be prevalent in the world of all of sports right now. We don't have to get into it because no one cares about our opinions on on any, of, about what's happening there but so Uriah Hall I'm excited to see fight he's been talking about fighting Israel Adesanya for a very long time and he's got me in, at least interested in that fight uh, it's a bummer he didn't get to fight Romero or Jacare it wasn't his fault both both of his opponents fell out and then uh, I feel bad that he didn't really get to have a showcase fight against Chris Wyman because that fight what lasted maybe 30 seconds if that is the first fighter in UFC history to win a fight without throwing a single punch uh, so I'm curious how he looks because we keep hearing this is the new and improved Uriah Hall since joining 4-7 May, but we haven't had a lot of opportunities to see that. Uh, yesterday, he knocked out Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva is on the wrong side of 40, but then he went and pieced up Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Uh, so that, I think that performance in Anderson's performance in his boxing match uh, makes – uriah hall's win that much more impressive i know a lot of people were like oh if he gets, it's how well will that age i think it's actually aged pretty well and then i've picked sean strickland to lose i think his last three fights three four fights and he's proved me <laughs> wrong in every single one Brandon allen i think is no joke christoph jacques no joke uh and jack marshman has had more fist fights than almost anyone at 185 pounds and uh sean strickland has not broken a sweat in any of those so uh Six, I guess. I'm surprised this fight is happening. I thought Uriah Hall would have a bigger name uh, moving forward. But if he just wanted a quick turnaround, a, another paycheck and five rounds under his belt, all power to the man. Sean Strickland, I think, is uh, char- not charismatic. charismatic's not the word. Talks a lot. His Instagram is – I guess some people find it interesting. I personally don't. Uh, but <laughs> – Talks a lot during a fight, and I think Sean Strickland fighting in an Apex is one of the few fighters that I would prefer seeing him fight in front of no one than 30,000 people because you can. That dude doesn't stop talking the entire time. Even talks to the commentary, even talks to his opponent's coaches, even talks to the 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 people working the UFC event. So keep him in front of nobody because I want to hear what he says. So, but this is a really good co-main event for Bellator 263. I'll say that.
1: (laughs) That's that's a great way of looking at this. Who needs this one more, AK? I mean, I don't know if we're talking about like next title challengers coming out of this one, but you know, we get two guys, different paths right now. I mean, they're rankings wise, they're neck and neck, but Uriah Hall has you know been since he was on the Ultimate Fighter, this was the guy. Like he's a future title challenger. He's got to beat Sean Strickland if he wants to keep that moniker, right? And then for Sean, he's just. He's looked great since going back up to 185. So who needs this one more, in your opinion?
2: To the first question that you asked Jose, my le- this is my level of excitement. Nine. Nine, nine out of <laughs> oh, oh, you see, oh, you see what I did there? You see, uh, <laughs> nine out of a ten. A swerve. I'm super, wait, yo, wait, I'm wait. Super, no, I'm super charged for this fight. Wait, what really did you give much. last week's
3: main event? What did you give last week's main event? What or was last a- week's main event? <gasps> You're
2: dumb. TJ Dillashaw. <laughs> TJ Dillashaw. Uh, ten out of ten. So this is only this is only ten percent less excitement. Like now? just below. Okay. Just okay. Just below. just double checking. I mean, if I could go higher than ten for Dillashaw and Sanding, I would have gone higher than I would. I went higher, higher than, than 10. ten. I said eleven. Um, that's not how math works. So I can't. I cannot do that. But uh, it does. Uh, nine with, for, it does
4: uh, in the United States. I don't know about the metrics. Here.
2: I. We don't have it. We can't do that. We literally can't do that. I love... The Uriah Hall story will never not be fascinating for me. The bizarre arc of his career... Um. So this kind of ties into uh, uh, Mike's question he just presented. But Sean Strickland's fights since he, well, always, but I mean, definitely at 185, super exciting. You know, without a weight cut, he is just, has all this energy. He's nonstop fighting, nonstop talking. It's it, He's he's going to be super aggressive. We know Uriah Hall is this amazingly patient counterfighter ready to explode at any moment. It's it's a great contrast. I, and I don't think, again, I'm being very optimistic, I don't think we get one of those, like, staring contests. I do think Sean Strickland will will push the pace which could lead to a spectacular finish could lead to a good back and forth fight i don't know so i i do think that uriah hall needs the win more he's a bit older um i don't know how this and it just feels like to me this is the run like this is real run. we've seen him on streaks before we see him have success against big names before when he beat Mustasi. on um, the first time they fought and and yes it kind of teased us you know we had these moments where like okay he looks like a contender now but this feels like a real run of sustained success it feels like he's at peace with his with with being a ufc fighter with having to deal with the media with all this like the most he has been ever since he's come up to this to this level i'm really a believer um so i'm sort of obviously giving away my pick here but not just who i think will win but i do think he needs to win more sean Strickland has almost been found money for the UFC. He's he's just become this contender at, at 185 almost out of nowhere. I don't know if they expected it, but he just came out kicking ass and just, just knocking off people left and right in these exciting fights. So I think there's a lot of time for him to maybe lose this one and then start another run. Uriah Hall, if he doesn't get past Sean this at least for me, this might be the last time I, I say that I'm very confident that he is a, a guy who could fight for the, for a UFC title.
1: Casey, right now the betting lines have Sean Strickland minus 200 and the comeback on minus Uriah 200. Hall plus 170. Do you agree with those lines? And with those lines, what are your thoughts on the actual fight between these two gentlemen tomorrow night?
3: Minus 200 for Sean Strickland? Wow. Um, that's interesting. Um, uh, Uriah your, Hall your, your needs this win. He has to win this fight. Um, this is – it's. Oh, He's what 36 37. I mean, I, I mean, this is like his third, third or fourth fight before this now. Um, uh, man, it's yeah, Uriah Hall said his, his story is so weird, it's so weird, but um, oh, man, I I, I'm, I haven't really thought very much of this fight to be honest. Um, I liked. Sean Strickland and a a kind of like looking at... I like Sean Strickland like, you know, when you're on the freeway, you know, you see a car wreck, you're like, you know what, I will slow down and back up all the traffic behind me just to see this wreck. So that's why when I think of Sean Strickland, he just he's just a, a MMA fighter bro who it's and like he just puts his camera up and does instagram live videos all the time and it's just like wow you said that out loud cool you're you're a unique individual and that, that's why i think of most high level fighters like to fight at this level for what they make and how much it, it just consumes their life like yeah you got to be just an off individual and um sean stricken kind of fits that mold and you're right hard to to uh, uh, to the same extent uh, just on the on the other end but the actual fight itself, um, I think this fight could kind of suck. Uh, I think it could be Strickland just moving forward. He moves forward very, very strategically. He doesn't. I, I like the way he moves forward. Um, he doesn't really doesn't walk into shots. He's very. Um, he's actually very controlled in his um, in his output moving forward. But Uriah Hall, yeah, it could be uh, it could be a staring contest for a while, but. With five rounds, we might go like 20 minutes of kind of whatever fighting, then get one minute of explosion for like, oh, was that worth it? That was a cool knockout, you know, 20, 22 minutes into a fight. But it's what is it? I don't know. I'm, I'm just not really into this fight. It's just to me, it's just a fight. I don't, I don't think either guy is really title contenders, and this feels like a weird main event. It feels just like a a fight that should be booked. I don't. It just, it's not a fight I really put too much thought into. It's, it's a just, fight. It's a fight. Yeah, and, that, and that's that's when you, when you have so many cards. That's gonna, that's that's what's going to happen every 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 dozen fight nights. It's like, oh, this is literally just a fight that happened. This just happens to be the last fight of the night. <laughs> to me,
1: so, anyway. Raise your hand if you're picking your eye hall to win tomorrow.
4: This is. I think a lot of people listen to this on audio, so I'm going to say three of us are picking
2: your eye hall to win. Tomorrow.
1: Yes. 3 oh, 3 point. out of 4. <laughs> yeah. But not Casey.
2: I'm, i was going to say we should let them guess who. Yeah.
1: <laughs> notice notice that this man does not have his hand up. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. Why Sean? Why Sean Strickland? I just think uh
3: I think defensively he doesn't get hit with big shots. I think he mo- he moves forward very well and I think uh that's going to frustrate Uriah. Hall. Um and where he just won't you won't have the power um, to. He's going to me. He'll help. Sean Strickland's a tough dude, that's for sure. And I don't think he's going to have enough, enough generate enough power to really hurt Strickland moving backwards. And I think Strickland is pretty. He he, he move he moves he he's very defensive when he moves forward and just kind of uh, peppers you know jabs and crosses. So uh, I just think it's going to be kind of 25 minutes of that. Um, actually, I I just don't think it's going to be that great a fight. <laughs> but I'm picking Strickland by kind of a. Uh, I don't want to say lackluster, but you know, workmanlike
1: decision. There you go. Uh, co-main event is Kyung Ho Kang versus Ronnie Yaya. We got Cheyenne Bays versus Gloria De Paula. Uh, Nicholas Stolze versus Jared Gooden. Gooden took this fight on just a few days' notice, and then how did, the main how card. Did, how does
2: Cheyenne? How does Cheyenne Bays and Gloria De Paula uh, end up on the main card as opposed to Jin Yu Fry and Ashley Yoder? Because Jin, Jin Yu Fry
1: they like Cheyenne Bates. They see something in sure. her. Dana White sees something in her. Yeah. He...
2: Her, and Gloria DePaula is also very talented. Um. But Jinyu Fry beat Gloria DePaula, and both of those fighters are. And Cheyenne Bayes is also coming off a loss. What is? How's this fair? How's this fair to Yu Fry and Ashley Yoda? Ashley Otter Are also coming a loss in fairness, but but um, coming, yeah. But Jinyu Fry beat she beat Gloria DePaula, and now she's buried in the in the prelims. I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean,
1: what, in a card like this, like doesn't matter. It Doesn't it's matter it's, what it's, you know. <laughs> Maybe I, no, I think you can make an argument it. that Jin, I, I think J- Yu Fry and Ashioto are probably happy. They get their their night done quickly. This It'll be true. in the afternoon there, and they can enjoy the the Vegas nightlife with masks on. Yeah,
3: get get home, uh, watch the rest, the rest of the Bellator fights. Yeah, you know that's um, right. I have
1: a, I have a feeling. That the
4: UFC PR and specific, well specifically the UFC PR only brings the main card to media day, and Cheyenne buys is a much more interesting media day interview than either Jinju Fry or Ashley Yoder. Oh, there you go. There you go. Better fighter, a probably a better fighter to be determined, but uh, Cheyenne buys talks a lot of greasiness, and I think she had a lot of, <laughs> of questions people that wanted people wanted answers to from her last fight.
2: Yeah, and, and, and Bayes obviously was a big story even after the loss to uh, Montserrat Ruiz with the, the post fight antics. Yes. So she's definitely, she's definitely someone fans want to hear more from. So, uh,
1: rest of that card, uh, Orion Kosi makes his UFC debut. Uh, he takes on Phil Rowe, who missed weight. So he gets 20% of Phil Rowe's purse. Junior uh, Fry versus Ashley Yoder. Yoder the favorite in that one. Kai Kamaka versus Danny Chavez should be a lot of fun. Uh, Rafa Garcia is back against Chris Grutzmacher. And Colin Anglin, now, another Contender Series contract winner, will make his UFC debut now. against Mel Sick uh, is, is The
4: the Ryan Benoit fight is on the main card?
1: Yes. Uh, now, that it? should be your question. Why
4: is Jin Fry and Ashley Yoder on the prelims, and that is above them? Is
5: not, is, hold, on, hold on, hold
4: on. It's, it's not. It oh, yeah, it's the second, I see two different cards. Oh, thank God. Second different prelim fight. Okay. It should That's be so like, because isn't Ryan like, Benoit's right. opponent like two and three or three and three or three, something like that?
2: Three and three, three and yeah. three, zero oh and two in the UFC. He's one of the stranger okay. stories. Wait, how did he like, make it to the UFC first? Sure. Who, who is Ryan Benoit fighting? Who is this? I don't know. <laughs> Zuburi. 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 He went. He went three and zero oh in Bellator, and then yeah, made and then came to the UFC and uh has not had the same success he had. In Bellator. So you
4: you could say he's the antithesis of Michael Chandler
2: sure yeah sure uh so it looks like it's only a five fight main card i think yes i think uh okay cool
1: you know what that means we're gonna get lots of ufc 265 promotional packages oh baby! tons of them tons so many uh and there you go let's go to the peeps for a few moments because are we gonna do a dual q a tomorrow is that how we're doing this
0: oh oh
3: that's tomorrow. I haven't thought
1: about that yet.
2: <laughs> That's, so long. That's so far away. Well, let me uh, know what the – Wait, What, UFC – Hit me up UFC prelim, we'll figure it out. Yeah. UFC prelim started six. UFC prelim started six. What time do Bellator prelim start? I seven. seven.
4: Uh, Casey's going to be at the Bellator fight, so it would be very difficult for him to be in the QA. Yeah. So I probably – Should we stream yard it again? Or you have another person who knows how to run q as and Jose Youngs oh all
2: right it's, there we it's, go is he but is, but is he available
4: though i don't know yes
0: it's, you have to ask it's it's a a have to have, okay. well,
2: you have to ask nicely tbd tbd
0: <laughs> all right tbd the bellator champion series is back in action friday may 17th live from paris france reigning bantamweight champ patchy mix defends his belt in a rematch
1: All right, let's, let's see what the peeps are saying. What do we got here? What do we got here?
3: Uh, mm, uh, we, kind of talk, we kind of talked about this. Oops, too small. Do, 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 do.
1: We'll live up to the hype. Hard to say, but I hope so. Hard to
3: say. One thing, I don't believe this is the biggest Bellator fight ever. I know that they're trying to promote it that way, but what I do think it is, is the biggest Bellator versus Bellator fighter they've ever done. And because well, we got we got Fedor, Rampage fights, all those other fighters, they kind of built their name on in other promotions or whatever. Um, this is a true Bellator versus Bellator fighter to fight and I think if you and, and just promotional wise, two Bellator fighters with no UFC history or Pride history or whatever. Um, it's easily by far the biggest um, ever they've done in that sense. So in this sense is bigger
4: of, than this is bigger than Pitbull Chandler Champ Champ. I don't think so.
3: I don't think so. I think so because I think I think I think I think the um, I think the uh, the uh, the uh, the hype that AJ McKee Jr. has the fact that Chan because like, right now we have we have Pitbull I have Pitbull number two or three we we all have Pitbull in, in our top five. At least in featherweight rankings, do any of us have mm-hmm. Chandler in our top five lightweight rankings? When that fight happened, uh,
4: I think lightweight is a little more, st- at, especially at the time, was a little more stacked than featherweight. But I had him clearly in my top ten.
3: So what, what I'm trying to say is, that I think for, I think that, that, I think this fight what, in the overall grand scheme of the worldwide rankings, I think this is a higher ranking winner than the Chandler Pitbull. When, That's when Chandler I,
4: Pitbull in. when Chandler Pitbull fought Tony Ferguson, still had it was still on that win streak. And uh, Connor hadn't been submitted by Habib yet, so I think just the lightweight division was completely different back then. Eddie Alvarez, I think, was still in the UFC or had just left. Had he hadn't lost in uh, in one yet?
3: Yeah. Well, maybe That's this fight true. feels a little bigger too because I feel like the UFC featherweight division is because of you know COVID and injuries and tough. Now there does even though Volkanovsky is the champ, you know, there seems to be, there doesn't seem like if, if, if Max Holloway had continued to win, he was like the dominant dude. Then I feel like this fight wouldn't be as significant because right now I do feel like the number one featherweight title is still not, there's no one really wearing that crown. You know, That's Pitbull
4: is still Pitbull is also a champ champ. Like he's also yeah. the greatest fighter in the history of Bellator. And like we've said a million times, anytime the best in anything fights and like, Anytime the best in any specific category fights, I'm going to be, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. Uh, and I think that Chandler Pitbull fight, I think McKee Pitbull in my mind is bigger, but Pitbull Chandler was for the best fighter in Bellator history, which was saying a lot because like Douglas Lima was on that card too. AJ McKee yeah. was on that card too. Hey, Bellator, that was a really good card. You should do that again.
2: <laughs> that was a great card. Uh, by the way, I was at that, that I card. Think- I, I I think Volkanovski, by the way, is the clear-cut number one fighter at 145. So, yeah, me too, uh, maybe but... I'm in the, maybe I'm in the minority here, but I I, I no do, I do, do. I'm in my mind. I'm
4: on that I'm on that uh, train.
2: Um, But I understand there is a lot of support behind the uh, still on the Max Holloway train, of course. Um, it's it's I don't know if it's the biggest. Definitely from a casual standpoint, we can probably point to a lot of other fights. Anything with stuff like Chael and Tito Ortiz, Rampage. I think from a casual standpoint, we'd be bigger. Kimbo Slice, of course, Stada Five Thousand was not a main event, but there was oh. no right. There was no fight that was a bigger, like just attraction. Well, it's a- like event. I yeah. said on
4: I think I said Feodor MSG. Side, sure, when yeah, I had like big, I, bigger, I see a bigger it,
2: feel to it. Yeah, yeah.
4: I said it on the A side, and I spoke with someone that works for Showtime at Bellator's, like or he worked at one point for Showtime or at some point or not Showtime. Like he he was just a, he knows like ratings and stuff and he said that the Kimbo Slice Dada fight no Kimbo Slice uh Can't Ken Shamrock. Shamrock fight is so like is so on another planet <laughs> than any other fight in Bellator history that it's hard to even count when they do like like averages because it it just it skews, skews everything, everything like yeah. <laughs> it is an it is like here and then like the second biggest is like uh, is like another Kimbo fight like yeah. Kimbo Slice yeah. is still the biggest star in right now in bellator history and he's not even alive which is wild to think about like it is like ken shamrock and kimbo it did astronomical numbers and like the same thing when kimbo was on tough like they're still trying to catch that
3: i feel like connor is the same way in the ufc he's just so far above any sort of ratings or pay-per-view it's just different different, because
4: it's just different because kimbo is was not the level of fighter of connor
3: right that's yeah uh, but kimbo was a gentleman though
4: kimbo was think- uh, is one of the 10 greatest prize fighters in the history of mma
2: i'd say five honestly i'd go top five if I we're talking you. like especially especially relative to sure like you said sort of actual in cage like in cage or in-ring accomplishments the like, only there will the never only be, reason I, always, the
4: yeah. only reason i i don't put a number five is because there's no it's hard to quantify him because he never headlines in, in a uh, behind a paywall yeah. So I can't. Yeah, yeah. Com- it's it's hard, but like I'm not going to argue it. But it's in my mind, he's 10, just because I can't quantify how many pay per view buys he would sell.
2: Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's true. What else we got? Good, ki- good Kimbo tangent. Good Kimbo
4: tangent. Never Kimbo Slice. Because yeah. like with Kimbo Slice, Houston Alexander probably would probably have done a lot of pay per view buys, but I don't think he would have done a million.
2: But and by the way, every time that UFC uh, Fight Pass promo for the Kimbo Slice documentary comes up, I get ill because. It is such a uh, – I'm I'm sorry to go off on another even more tangenty tangent. It is such a rewriting of the history of how Dana White and the UFC um, handled Kimball. I refuse to watch it. I refuse to watch it. I'm never going to watch it because it's such a – and I'm I'm glad they're paying homage to him. That's that's very cool. I'm not going to hate on that. But – if people go back to like how Dana White and the UFC viewed Kimbo at the time, they did everything in their power to downplay him as a draw as they just like, no, oh, we don't know who this guy is. No, no, he should go on the ultimate fighter, all this stuff. It was really bad. And I, I hate the, the, uh, the, uh, retroactive history that they've created now as if like, Oh, we respected it. He was a legend. We knew he was a legend from day. It's like, stop, stop. That's not how you guys <laughs> handle this. Get out of here. Oh,
1: have we seen the last of Nico Montano?
2: Yeah. it has, it has yes. to, be, right? Yes, yeah. and, and honestly, it might be for it, this. Might be for her own good. The the pressures of being a UFC fighter, uh, the the schedule of whatever it takes to be a UFC fighter. She she kind of touched upon it in the, the statement that she released. You guys can find that on MMAfighting.com. Um, she released a statement via social media, and just she didn't really go into super detail, but just saying like there's just the, the, she the time off had kind of made it difficult for her body to cut weight. Um, she has fought so infrequently uh, over the years. Just this would have been her second fight since she won the ultimate fighter which was uh, almost four years ago so she just can't cut weight i'm sure I, I, i'm not making excuse for her. i'm sure there's other reasons again you should there's other things i'm sure adjustments you can make but she's had injury she had COVID 19 last year so some a lot of stuff is going on with her maybe she needs a break from this competing at this level i'd love to see you go back to the regional scene I, I know the money's not the same but i do think that there's still she ain't making no money uh, now thank <laughs> right she's not fighting so I do think that there's still a uh, promise with Nico Montaño. I do think she could be a good fighter at 135 pounds. Um, I think it's a very makeable weight for her. Maybe she just needs to step away from the UFC. So I'll say yes. I do think it's the last receiver, and uh, and this, I say that as a as a positive in the UFC.
4: This is why I wish the Invicta UFC partnership still works because you could sign like you could keep her on contract but have her fight on like in front of like a, not as bright a spotlight. Like you know, some of those contender series fighters are like tough fighters like they clearly want them but they sign like prospects like remember Greg Hardy was technically signed but kept fighting on the regional scene yeah,
2: like the developmental stay, contract you, yes yeah. that's developmental, what called. Yes. Like,
4: just called yeah. just have uh uh Nico Montana, because how many fights does you have total like not a lot not seven, 10, seven. Right? yeah, yeah seven. and only two what two two maybe two in the UFC two or three
2: so Th- not counting the ultimate so, fighter. Yeah. yeah
4: so not counting the ultimate fighter
2: one one
4: yeah Two, because she lost to
2: Oh, you're kind of the finale. Yes, yeah, yeah. Not not yeah, the fights so on the finale. show. Yeah, no, not the fights on so the show. So it would have like if,
4: if she could have gotten everything situated outside of the spotlight, it would have been great. Because she's clearly a talented fighter. She's a former UFC champion.
2: Yeah, and a great story. She's got a great story. I, lo- I yeah. love I uh, love awesome th- there are not yeah a, a, a native like a Native American star she's very in touch with her heritage it's a, it's such a great I think I hate to make this all about marketing but I do think it's a it's a very um it's a unique angle to come from and that she could represent that that those people very well so that was a nice that was a really nice part of her story too and again it just sucks she can't she can't get healthy and, and compete
4: representation is important in any aspect in life so mm-hmm. why yeah. which is why sure. it's just great
2: yep yeah it, but
3: it sucks because if unfortunately this is athletics and if your yeah. body is yeah. just breaking down it doesn't matter yeah. how nice she is or her backstory right. if your body can't make it to that cage at that weight on that day you're not a professional fighter anymore and um i you know i shouldn't ufc a lot for the way they handle some things i think um nico has gotten lots of um uh, fair treatment at uh, least at least in, at least in uh, attempts to get her back into the cage but The thing about it's it's a every time Nico's body breaks down, it doesn't just screw Nico over. It screws over her opponent who did nothing wrong. And just did their job and that's actually the unfortunate yeah. part it's actually I'm, I'm more i'm more i feel bad more for her opponent honestly didn't she um, fly
4: over all the way from china too right
3: yeah
2: it's a long a lot flight, of flight not own.
3: to fight yeah
2: hopefully they can yeah. rebook for you not wu yanan soon and she doesn't have to fly back to china and do all yeah. this all and over again and she I mean, hopefully she'll stay in the u.s for maybe another month get a fight even that's not, yeah, that's hopefully. a hard thing to do and like it, that's not like a it's situation. not just her
3: it's her coaches too you know and they have lot li- you know it's like mm. people It's an individual sport, but it's not. They come over as a team, and, yeah, it's just just unfortunate. And um, I hope Nico fights. If she does fight, take three or four fights at 145 on the regional scene. Beat up some, no, ladies at 145, (laughs) you know, and work your way back. That's all. Work your way back. A lot lot of fighters do. There's other organizations. But you're going to have to put the work in on the regional scene for 500 bucks a fight or whatever. And then... um, Yeah, that's uh. She's only thirty-two. There's
1: there's options. She's only thirty-two. There's there's options. There's options. That's the thing. There are LFA,
2: good LFA, Titan FC, perfect for LFA. LFA would be such a such a great choice for her. Yeah.
3: If I if I at one point five, so it was like no
2: weight cut, no weight cut. So you're just in there.
3: You'll get the experience. So you hopefully you'll get those more Ws on your record. And then um yeah, and then you win three times outside the organization. Dude, Anthony Smith, he's like, look at Anthony Smith, look at his records, you know, he's gone up in and out organizations and, you know, it's, 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 it's a, it's a roller coaster, this, this sport for fighters. So, um, she's just obviously on a bad, the the dip part right now.
1: All right, I'll take two more and then we'll have lots more tomorrow. Okay. What'd you think of Cheyenne Bay's media day interview? Pretty harsh words about safe, Sayud and Fortas. She said he would have pulled her from the fight. Do we know anything about that? I, it I, I, I didn't watch it. I, I'll be honest. I haven't watched The media day was going I know on. she's in
2: Vegas now, but... Yeah, I have no idea. Okay. Um, well, we don't... Have- Scott, Sorry. we'll look into that. We'll look into that, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look into that. Diane <laughs> Bay also... Yeah.
4: Didn't she, like, move to South Africa for her husband, too? Wasn't she training there
3: for a bit? For, for JP?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Not sure. Uh, uh, did you...
1: Can the winner of Uriah versus Sean get a top five opponent next to the win? Both have won four of their last five. Sean is 18-0 and at middleweight. Could be a huge problem if he wins tomorrow. Top five? I don't know. It's tough, man, because almost all those guys are booked. And winner, fight, winner fights Luke Rockhold. Exactly. That's the answer. That is the correct answer. The Luke Rockhold title is on the line. I think so, yeah.
2: Is he? Does he deserve... I guess he's still a bigger name than both those guys. Yes. That's fair to say? He's a, yes, it's him. Who's New he, Garco lost against? Chris Weidman. No. Romero. He beat Chris no. Oh, no, he beat Chris Weidman. Yeah, oh. remember that? He, he had the belt there. Romero. Yo,
3: Romero. Yablohovich. Yeah. Yablohovich, you know. Michael Bisping. Michael Bisping. Bisping. So he, so he, so this whole like Luke Rockhold sucks, whatever, whatever. Chin's like, yeah, he's fighting the best of the best, the best of the best at that their time, you know, at their primes too. Luke Rockhold does not suck. Also,
4: he it's, just Luke I didn't say, say suck. It's I'd also suck, every, just, all of those fights, if they run it back in, and Luke Rockhold is a his shin isn't like ripping apart mid-fight because remember he was wearing that thing against yon he was not 100 even close to 100 percent for that fight yeah uh and then romero he was supposed to fight robert whittaker robert yeah. whittaker fall, falls out and romero misses weight mm-hmm. and then michael bisbee he took that fight on like 10 days notice and he, everyone knows he didn't take that fight seriously like if yeah. they run that back a thousand times after that i favor luke Rockhold every time
3: it goes like oh, the I first fight yeah
2: oh.
4: yeah i still think luke rockhold is a top five middleweight in the world
2: i did 100%. not know i was among the luke rockhold stands of the world uh, I, I i guys i stirred the, 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 the i stirred the beehive a couple times this week with some conor McGreg- some spicy conor mcgregor and darren till tweets <laughs> oh yeah you're darren told you. i, I look at your darren i
3: look at the replies on that like woo. We don't,
2: to, we don't need to talk about that but so i'll notice i'll notice stay away from the luke rockhold high now but you guys are right no no you guys are right uh, uh, <laughs> He he hasn't done anything like a, to egregiously lose his uh, the luster around Static, his name. Yeah. I, I do think that the, the like middleweight has had a resurgence in the last couple of years. So for me, obviously, I would have a lot of guys ranked ahead of him, and I would I would like to see Uriah Hall or Sean Strickland get like I know it's not going to happen, but like Apollo Costa or
4: Apollo is going to fight like, Marvin.
2: Yeah, or like again, maybe the winner of that fight, or or a Derek Brunson. I think Derek Brunson's book too, right? He's um, fighting Till. Darren Till. He's fighting Darren Till. So I would like them to be in that mix. I would like that that to me. I think it makes a lot of sense. But you got but I think either guy, as you suggested, would be more than happy if Luke Rockhold came back and accepted a fight with one of them. I think you're right. I think they'd be more than happy to take it.
3: Luke Rockhold, that's the answer. Um, And the most important
1: news of the week. Thoughts on the retirement of the GOAT Artem Lobov. Good for him, man. Good for him.
2: I'm pouring one out. I'm pouring one out <laughs> all over myself. <laughs> That's not that how it weird. works. That's that how that how works. got weird. I, that got weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I ruined. I ruined it. I ruined it. Um, <laughs> rewind. <laughs> rewind. Uh, c- c- uh, 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 count me in. Count me in, Casey. Going live in three, uh, two, one, anyone, and camera. Alex. For, for Co. Uh, Thank you. So uh, it's funny you asked that, Mike, uh, Artem Lobov. No, uh, so for anyone who hasn't been following the um, sort of the recent going-ons of Artem Lobov, he did have what is apparently going to be his last fight. Uh, he fought a bare knuckle in Kiev, Ukraine this past weekend against an Olympic silver medalist uh, and an unbeaten pro in uh, Denis Beranchik. Uh It went about as well as you would expect. Baronchuk pretty much dominated him before getting a, uh, a a stoppage in between the fourth and fifth rounds, and apparently afterwards I, I was watching live could not understand what they were saying Our Tim suggested he was retiring later this week. we have confirmed it. I got a statement from his uh, sort of the the, uh, um, the paramatch the company the sponsorship company he 's been working with, and they got a statement from. Him. And yeah, he's just kind of ready to move on. I, uh, he doesn't—he just from competition. It sounds like he still wants to be involved. I would think in maybe like helping to promote things with training. And I would wager he does want to fight again. But I think at this point in his life, he—he he, is—he is worthy of a break. And he, look, he's going to have a strange legacy because there's all these jokes about him being the goat, and and there's a huge cult following for him. Uh, but I think it's earned. I think he's—he usually handles himself with quite a bit of class. In contrast to his good pal Conor McGregor, they're very different personalities. Um, And Artem has always been good for a quote, always been um, respectful to his opponents, and always fought tough guys like Michael Johnsons, the Cub Swansons. Um, He's uh, just—he's one of those one-of-a-kind guys. You know, we talk about like a Kimbo Slice. We talk about guys like that. It's—it's hard to explain their appeal. They have this it factor to them. It's not about wins and losses, and—and there will always be more guys like that, which I think is a good thing. But Artem is definitely one of those originals. Um, and so whether you're a fan of his or not, I've definitely, you know, I'm going to just, I'll give him a hearty, hearty, uh, happy trails to uh, Artem Lobov and uh, I'm glad he's getting out of there for now, whether he comes back or not, at least take a break. Cause it's taking a lot of damage, bare knuckle and, uh, and MMA and, uh, he's got a, carved a nice little niche for himself in the, in the MMA universe. So good for him. Well
4: said. Do you guys, if anyone doesn't know Artem's story pre fight career, I highly suggest you go look into it. He has one of the most unique stories in the history of MMA. Uh, fluent in Spanish. He also, he's also a dad and I believe is – I don't know if it's a son or a daughter. I think that there are at least two now. So maybe he's realized that there, his child is now approaching those formative years and he doesn't want to take any more head trauma. So, but that's just uh, that's just my speculation. He's got punched a lot in the face. He's been cut a lot in the face. Knows three languages fluently. So, interesting
1: cat. Fun fact: Artem has more main events than Volkanovski and Aljamain Sterling. <laughs> that can't be true. Now. That
2: can't be. I think true. it is true. I, I, I is. love Swanson. I would that's true. And, the ultimate, and the Ultimate Fighter. That was a main event with uh, Ryan Hall. No. So how does he have? What was the All, other What what
4: have, what main events has Volkanovski fought in?
2: Oh god. Wait, he hasn't done? None. none.
1: So. All yeah. of his fights oh, have Al- been oh, and, in. And,
2: oh god, and Aljo has none. Until no, no. until well, his next know. fight. Yeah. No. Until yeah. This guy so this guy really is the goat. Yeah. <laughs> <He> really, <laughs> it's it's he not really just a is. meme that I that blew my mind. Whoever left that comment, that blew my mind. Yeah. And
3: Arm Lovob is the bravest man in the history of mixed martial arts to enter a cage
2: of Ryan Hall. Yes, and it survived. Talented. Was it tw- was it three rounds? He survived three rounds, which 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 is like going thirty rounds with anyone else. Yeah, <laughs> well. I love Arm Lovob.
1: Of course, Ryan Hall got mentioned on one of these programs, and I think that's a perfect way to end it. Lots going on <laughs> tomorrow. We got Bellator 263. We got UFC Vegas 33. And if you're looking for MMA tonight, XMMA is back with a free show on their YouTube page. A lot of recognizable names on this card. The main event is Ramsey Nigem versus Ben Saunders. Oh. Kyle Bachniak versus Marcus Brimage is the what? co-main event. Justin Scoggins versus Keith Richardson. Will Brooks is back. What? Well, Steven Tyler, Chris Curtis, who so should have got a UFC contract on the Contender X- Series. Well, Mike, 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 yeah. Mike, hold on, hold
4: on a second, hold on a second, guys. Mike, ask me again. What's the best fight card of the weekend?
1: <laughs> what's the best fight card of the weekend?
4: Well, it's funny you should say. It. There's a whole bunch of UFC castoffs that people will remember tonight on XMMA you should tune in better than both cards outside of one main event
2: yes X- XMMA has if, if you look past past events that's their niche they sign a lot of XUFC guys uh, by the way Mike. oh I get uh, it I, XMMA I get it XMMA uh, I get it uh, I, did, I did a poll I did a poll I threw a poll up on the YouTube who will win uh, Bellator to three the main event 59% Patricio Pippen.
1: Wow. there you go there you go Cody Gibson and Kenny Robertson, former UFC cast. That's a fun car. Right? That's just a fun yeah. car. Like, Why are Ben's we not song? there covering it's everyone? It's free. It's free.
3: Jump in the minivan. We're going to wherever it's at. See you there. I believe it's in South, just, Carolina? South
1: Carolina. Greenville, South Carolina, folks. We're on our way. We'll see you tomorrow. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.